You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. There's a lot more punks than there was four years earlier, but there was also as many posers. Posers were people that looked like punks, but they did it for fashion. Welcome to SLC Punks, a Utah jazz podcast brought to you by the staff of SLC Dunk. Now here's your hosts, Michael Lohman and James Hansen. Alright, welcome back to the SLC Punks podcast. This is your host, Hansen James. And this is Milo. Oh my goodness what an off season it and is it's uh, only, we're only what we're not even six hours in <laughs> oh we're not done yet so the utah not. jazz are now the the new uh landing spot for boyan bogdanovich ed davis and a let's see who my trade player exception a new and, trade player exception. And some draft assets. We still don't know what they got. They traded. So here's what's happened. They've signed uh, uh, Bojan Bogdanovic to a four-year uh, four deal. They've signed Ed Davis to a two-year deal. And then they traded Derek Favors for a trade player exception and draft assets to the New Orleans Pelicans. And, um, and it's only been a few hours in. So if you're if you're playing along with the entire Utah Jazz offseason, they have they have swapped Ricky Rubio for Mike Conley. They have turned Derek Favors into Ed Davis and uh, Bohan Bogdanovich, and now they're uh, now they've almost filled their draft need. Now they just need another stretch four on a on a on a cost controlled contract. So looking for a vet minimum. Um, their starting lineup now appears to be Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles, Bohan Bandanovich, and Rudy Gobert. With Ed Davis, Dante Exum, Royce O'Neal, George Nyang, and um, a million different draft picks from the second round as their bench. So, well, I mean, the thing is, is they've got Royce O'Neal off the bench. They've got... Dante Exum, like they didn't have to give up Dante Exum, and Dante Exum is going to have space to get to the rim. It's going to be amazing. Oh my god! Okay, this just broke right now. I have to say it because I think you'll appreciate it. Robin Lopez has agreed to an agreement with the Milwaukee Bucks. The Lopez brothers have been reunited. Oh no! Yes, the the twins are together. Yes, this is everything. This is uh, this is awesome. This is. I was hoping he'd be on the Jazz. Well, dang it. But that's okay. He'll be good for the Bucks. So, Dang what it. is your what is your first what is your first reaction to the Bogdanovich uh, signing, and then also the Ed Davis signing? How do you feel? Uh, um, I kind of feel like I'm in a territory I never thought I'd be with the Jazz, where they're a legit contender for a title. I it's inarguable at this point. Like last season, you could have uh, it was very arguable the Jazz were going to be any better than they were the year before because they brought back the exact same team. 
this offseason with Justin Zanuck kind of taking the reins, the Jazz upgraded in literally every single way. Like they had, so Boyan Bogdanovich comes and he's kind of a three, four, pre- predominantly plays a uh, small forward, but has at times switched over to the, the power forward position. Uh, he's going to come in and he shoots over 40% from three. So immediately you have another shooter on the right. floor. Uh, combine that with Mike Conley, who's going to be an elite offensive player for the Jazz. Right. That solves one of the major problems for Utah. They just struggled to score in the playoffs. And and Justin Zanuck went out in one fell swoop, solved it. And so the big thing is that Derek Favors is not going to be on the Jazz anymore, which honestly makes me – it bummed me out more than I thought it would. It, but they go out and they get Ed Davis to fill that backup center role. And it's an amazing uh, signing. And – and what's what's crazy about it is, first, I thought Ed Davis was signed to the Utah Jazz's uh, mid-level exception, but their mid-level exception would only be 4.6 mil. And they already signed Bogdanovich to almost about 18 mil a year. So you're looking at that, and you're like, that doesn't make sense. They're over. And then you find out about Derek Favors being traded and them getting that trade player exception. So there is a real possibility that the Utah Jazz might be able to go out there and acquire somebody else through trade. Um, and Well, I think the Jazz no, aren't oh, done. No. I think they still need a stretch power forward. Uh, and there's some on the market still. Yeah, it's. I think there is... Um, there, the Utah Jazz definitely aren't done with how many trades are going on. Heck, the, the Golden State Warriors just made a trade for D'Angelo Russell. The NBA is so effing drunk right now. It is incredible. I can't remember an off-season. We said last off-season was crazy with all the moves and blah, blah, blah. We said the year before that, but it seems like every single year there's more and more player movement. And uh, I think what's crazy is this year with the demise of the Golden State Warriors with KD going to Brooklyn and Clay getting injured and Clay securing that bag. And then you have um, the Lakers who, as of this moment, are one of four teams that have max contract space, them, the Knicks, uh, the Clippers, and the Raptors, um, to be able to sign somebody. And three out of those four teams is going to be really unhappy. And Kawhi is the only dude still out there. After that, the primary market for free agents is gone. And it's going to be really, really interesting to see how teams can can build out the secondary market because – now all these primary guys and sort of like tier 1B guys are gone. So now even if the Lakers wanted to go after another guy big time, it's not available anymore. So it is uh, – the Utah Jazz are in an insanely good spot. Like if I were to pick right now and, – and this is not just a homer part of me. I really do think – the Utah Jazz are the leading candidate. It's like them and the Denver Nuggets, depending on how good uh, internal improvement is for the Denver Nuggets, because they're all well, young. Honestly, did the Nuggets didn't even do anything. Their big signing was like re-signing Paul Millsap, who Porter was kind of on his last leg. Michael last Porter Jr. Uh, back next year, and there's reports saying he does look like his pre-injury self. So that's a, that's a scary thought. But other than that, like. They can improve, and could it make a leap like the Warriors? Like, I don't want to discount them because the Warriors, they went into the playoffs as a five seed their first year, kind of got rocked, and then um, and then they really uh, – they had a change in coaching, 
Um, but they had internal improvement and ended up taking the NBA by storm. So I don't want to be like, oh, they're, they are what they are because they're still young. Well, and the other team, and you know, you hate to say it, but the Lakers are going to be good. I mean, I don't know how much depth they're going to have, but they still have LeBron James and, and AD, and that makes you a good team. Now, they're not a deep team, and so we don't know how good they'll be, and Kawhi might sign with LA tomorrow, so we'll see. But uh, Utah is, I mean, I don't know how they – they're going to win so many games this year just because of the perfect construction of their team. They are such a like good half-court win... team. They're an insanely good half-court team. They can take people well, off they're... the dribble. They have it with Ingles, Bogdanovich, uh, Mitchell, and Conley. They have four guys who can run the pick and roll. Four. And and four spacing. Uh, there was something by Kirk Goldsberry that, set, that showed how insane of a catch-and-shoot player uh, Boyan Bogdanovich was where he shoots 58% from, what was it, the right corner? 58%. 58%. And then you got Ingles, who will be on the other corner, shooting over 50% uh, from the corner three. I mean, it's going to be that's, ridiculous. That's, that's 1.74 jam- points per shot from the right corner. That's, that is nuts. That is absolutely insane. And they have, they have to guard that because, I mean, if they don't guard that, then you're going to – that's the thing. It's just um, my mind is like literally exploding as just thinking about it because you've got Conley and Mitchell who will get to the rim at will against their guys getting the best screens in the NBA from Rudy Gobert. And so you either guard the corner three and allow Donovan Mitchell to just get to the rim at will or you guard Donovan Mitchell who's then going to pass out to Ingles or Bogdanovich on the corner hitting at an elite level. It's unguardable. It's unguardable. And you... The Donovan and Mike are going to get to the rim at will because you can't stand off of Rudy Gobert, the best rolling mm-hmm. big man in the league. The Jazz are unguardable. Yeah. They're unguardable. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> There's just I the, the idea like I don't want to get too hyped, but like all signs point to the Jazz doing really really well next year. I don't know how else to describe it. They're, they're insanely uh, good they're team. Be, they are such a good team. Getting Ed Davis is such a coup because. Ed Davis provides what Derek Favors was going to do. I, I would say he's not all. That's the thing is the Jazz are deep still. They're Ed still Davis deep. averaged 7.9 rebounds in only 17 minutes a game. He is a rebounding machine. And what, what's crazy is he provides about 85% of what Derek Favors is at uh, <laughs> like um, a third of the cost. And so – Exactly. 17 million compared to yeah. 5 million per yeah, so year. Now, now uh, I, I truly, I, I truly think that um, what Utah is able to do now, I, I, I think there's one more trade out there. If not, they still have that trade player exception to kind of, uh, and, 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 and people, I, I have to preface, people are assuming they do because um, they traded him away. So there has to be something of equal value coming back. So a trade player exception makes sense in this. But at the same time, they also got draft assets from the New Orleans Pelicans for this. So that almost restocks the cupboards, uh, so to speak, from the Mike Conley trade where they gave away two first rounders. <laughs> like Justin Zanuck, just, I, I will executive, executive I, the I year? think it's between him and David Griffin right now because David Griffin uh, completely finessed uh, budget mark, uh, not bu- budget uh, uh, mark, what am I, who am I thinking? Budget, uh, budget Rob Lowe in LA. For finessing all those picks out of out of L A for Anthony Davis for building such a good team for getting uh, la- drafting so well he's doing an amazing job 
And then you have, and then you have the Utah Jazz who have built this culture, and now they get to wait to see how the dust settles on the free agent market now, and see if there are some veterans who want to come to Utah and ring chase, which is an insane sentence to say. Like I'm saying that people are going to come to the Utah Jazz and ring chase. That, that they, I don't think that. Like NBA 2K even allows that sentence to be said um, in the game. They're like, hold on, hold on. That just doesn't get to be said with Utah. So I think what's going to be uh, amazing is what Utah is able to do um, moving uh, moving forward in this, uh, in this offseason. So um, there's still a lot of things that the Jazz need to take care of. Um, they're still um, really low on depth when it comes to the point guard position, shooting guard position. I think the Utah Jazz want to see what they're getting out of these second round picks um, because uh, there's definite spots open as of right now. Um, if let's go to um, Spo track here, I think uh, Utah is still um, low when it comes to, well, I believe they're five players short when it, when it comes to um, their, their off season. And so, what they do next is going to be um, extremely interesting, but I I think they're going to be quiet for a couple of days. I could be extremely wrong. After I after they landed Bogdanovich, I was like, okay, well now it's all over, and they they weren't. So they have uh, on contract right now. They have Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert, uh, Bogdanovich, uh, Derek Favors, Ingles, Exum, Davis, Mitchell. Uh, they still have Neto. Now, apparently Neto is still there, Bradley, Niang, and O'Neal. There's been no official word whether – that's the big thing too, um, how Neto could be a cap casualty. Um, but if Utah is able to finesse some things and make sure that they're able to jettison some um, some salary, then uh, there is some definite uh, wiggle room. Um, so they're sitting at uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 players. And they're at 15 if you count their uh, Mia Oni, Jarrell Brantley, and, and, um, and uh, who, am I, who am I forgetting? And uh, Mia Oni, Jarrell right Brantley, Foreman. and uh, Wright so, Foreman. So they – and they still have – they knew that they needed. Yeah, and they, they still have they the two-way contracts of Tyler like, Kavanaugh and Nazmi Trulong. So um, currently, they still have the capitals to Tabo Cephalosha, Epe Udo, and Eric McCree. But I'm guessing all three of those are going to be gone um, come July 6th. So this is so far. The Utah Jazz are running the game. There's been high-profile moves like D'Angelo Russell going to uh going going to the golden state warriors i don't understand the fit that feels very monta ellis steph curry to me um and if clay thompson comes back he's a three but i defensively that's going to be a really really porous perimeter without clay there and draymond green is going to have to do a lot of heavy lifting and who knows what they're who's going to be at the five spot for them because there's uh so far there's a it doesn't look like Kavon Looney is going to be returning to them. What are your thoughts? Uh, I just, I'm not that worried about the Warriors. I think that with Clay Thompson out, it's the Steph Curry show. 
and that's going to be a lot of wear and tear on him. Uh, we'll see what happens with Draymond Green, but Iguodala was a big part of them and and they're winning. Like he was their elite defender that guarded the best player on other teams, and so losing uh losing Iguodala is big. The big loss is also they just lost Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson for the year, so. I like uh, D'Lo. I think offensively they're going to be really, really really good. Defensively, I think um, they're going to be really, really rough. Like I see them as like a six seed. It's crazy to say the Golden State Warriors could only be a six seed. Like a a five or a six seed just because I think defenses like the Utah Jazzes or – or the Dem, well, actually, Denver Nuggets are, aren't really a tough defensive team either. But I mean, I think the- honestly, Trevor Booker right now tweeting, uh, Trevor Booker, mind you, so grain of salt, is tweeting Kawhi to the Lakers. So I'm more worried about the Lakers yeah. than I am. Uh, and I do, I'm more worried about the Lakers think, than the Warriors. I think honestly. basically Utah just needs, I'm not worried about Anthony Davis on the Lakers because I, and and non non jazz people, if they hear this, you're gonna be like, well, that's ridiculous. Like, uh, you have to worry. But Rudy Gobert has done a fantastic job guarding Anthony Davis, and he's just got better at guarding the perimeter over time. Um, LeBron James, I'm not as worried about him as he gets older. Um, I'm not sure mm-hmm. like where his top gear is at this point. And that's just going to it's like that's going to be more and more. Plus, the Lakers have zero depth right now, so they could get a ton of vets who are going to ring chase with them. Good for them. They're still going to have to run LeBron like thirty-four minutes to thirty-seven minutes a game all season long, and they're not going to be able to do that. So he's going to have some designated rest days, and they're just going to lose. Like, period. That's well. Good luck. Like, I mean, they're going to be really good. LeBron, AD, that's really good. But then when you're like. Filling it in with like friggin' uh, Carmelo and J.R. Smith and all these guys. <laughs> like, okay. I'm not that worried about that, honestly. It, it's really like they're going to get their free agents from the big three, I guess, and then two way contracts and G Leaguers. And I just, that's not going to hold up during the year. I, but I will say, if you have Kawhi, LeBron, and AD on your team, you're going to be winning games with that. But like you said, like LeBron's going to be 35 or whatever it is. AD, I don't, how many times has he even played more than like 70 games? And then you have Kawhi who like is the best player in the NBA right now. He took a team to the finals and won, but did it on one leg. And you wonder like, is he going to be a hundred percent? Is that something that's going to keep nagging at him? Um, And if he has to carry the team, because that's the other thing. Kawhi played like 60 something games last year for Toronto. Like he, he rested a lot. And so that's a lot of wear and tear on three guys that aren't used to like the wear and tear of, of the Western mm-hmm. conference every season, at least yeah. who have proven to do yeah, it year Kawhi, after year. I had a lot of rest uh, days I, last year too. So I'm really, I still, Kawhi scares me. Um, I, I, I think Utah can, um, can put a guard on, uh, can, you know, put Bohan or Joe Ingles on, uh, on on LeBron and uh, it, it's it's not in their favor, but I think they can they can between those two play it out for a draw. But with Kawhi, there's there's no he's just at the top of his game right now, as we saw in the NBA Finals. He he dragged that team uh, at times uh, to Toronto Raptors to the uh, to where they needed to go. I think the biggest key 
if the, if the Lakers do get Kawhi, the biggest key for Utah being the top team in in the West is Donovan Mitchell. It comes down to Donovan Mitchell. We know who we know who Bogdanovich is as a player at this point. We know who Rudy Gobert is at, a, at this point. We know who Conley is at this point. But Donovan Mitchell still has uh, a level up where he can take this. And uh, the Utah Jazz need um, need big time uh, big time production off their bench now, and that's that's doesn't exist um, now with. Uh, with with their guys out of the picture like they're not going to get strong things out of favors who basically was their super sub or they're not going to get big things out of crowder or or tabo that's that time is gone so dante exum becomes a huge huge piece to the utah jazz's plans if he looks like the dante exum that was playing in december of last year before he got hurt get ready for the greatest roast of all time the roast of tom brady a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. My God, they're, they're going to be amazing. Uh, they'll be in an insane position. If they're not, um, that $9 million is going to become an insane pain point for the Utah Jazz. And uh, I think we'll see um, some more moves to make sure they're working because Utah's all in at this point. They've pushed all their chips to the table. So they're not going to sit there and be like, well, you know, let's give Dante Exum one more year. No, it's, it's now. So if Dante Exum does not produce next year, his his window of second chances is gone. It's 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 over. So um, I I think it, with this move, the Utah Jazz have basically you know looked all their players in the eye and said, "We believe you 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 will win a championship. Now do it." And whoever is doesn't step up, they're like, "We will make the moves to make sure it happens because we have we're betting the farm on this. So let's go." So this is really excited. Oh, absolutely. The the Jazz are just they're loaded, they're ready to go. Honestly, I I I have a hard time not seeing them be the front runners in the league. I mean, Rudy Gobert held uh Nikola Jokic to 2 points the last game of the season in a game that the Denver Nuggets really wanted to win. Uh they they match up with anybody at this point. Like I had someone on Twitter replying to me about Houston being the number 1 seed. Houston got like is not better. They are about. They're the same team right now with dysfunction and problems in the front office. Uh, Utah got extremely better. Like Utah, honestly, like the fact that Utah was able to win the games they did in the playoffs before with with one of the easiest offense to offenses to scheme against, and now mm-hmm. they've just like they've just cured. I mean, there's no weaknesses. What's the weakness on Utah? Like people, I think the only weakness in Utah could be like uh, transition basketball, but even then, you uh, a one of the things that worries me going into the next in, in, into next season is uh, the NBA is testing a rule in summer league where if you intentionally foul, the team gets one free throw in the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, for Jazz fans, guess what? That takes away Utah's cheat code as it were to being to forcing teams to play against Rudy Gobert in the half court. Um, 
So that's that's I think that might be my only worry with a team with uh, with three players approaching thirty in uh, uh, Bogdanovich, Ingles, uh, and Conley, like two guys over thirty, one guy approaching. Um, I, other than that, though, well, and even um, even transition, you I know, think, what, like yeah, one of the biggest uh, answers to transition and to like being a good transition defense team, defensive team, is like making your shots. So like if you're if you're making more buckets, it's they're going to get less trans. I mean, maybe that's overly simplified, but they're just going to get less opportunities in transition. Utah's going to score a lot and with with ease, and that's going to write there. Like, what did Jerry Sloan say? The best, uh, the best defense. Like, what is he? The best defense is an offense that puts the ball through the rim because then you yeah. get back on defense and it goes into transition. And this team is going to be so electric on offense that you know. They'll still need to do the the right things on defense, create a effing wall, like Stan Van Gundy said. But they're they're going to they're going to be so good offensively that they're going to just I I just I can't wait. There's a lot of things going on right now now that I I never thought I'd see or be talking about. Right now. This is this is it's just so best, foreign to me. This is the best off season in Utah Jazz history since the Carlos Boozer Memo Kerr off season. This is yeah. hands down. Um, the best one by a wide margin. This is absolutely insane what they've what they've done and remade their team. And Justin Zanuck, in his first off season as general manager, has just stepped on the gas. Like, well, how many how many front off, like how many teams could have had Justin Zanuck as their GM? Like mm-hmm. he was there to be had by multiple people. Last, and guess what? Last, last season he he was interviewed and 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 he didn't get anything. And Utah just said, "You know what? <laughs> we'll carry this on. We'll take this." Like it is it is insane how um how how good this is. Uh, so, are you ready for the uh, top remaining um, uh, free agents? In- yes. Okay, let's 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 go here and let's let's pull this up. Okay. Okay, let's see here. I'm I'm, I'm just trying to get this all all set up here. I had it and then I lost it. Gosh, dang it. Here we go. Okay. Okay, there there we go. So, um, here are the top remaining uh, free uh, free agents. There is Kawhi, Patrick Beverly, Marcus Morris, DeMarcus Cousins, Jabari Parker, Kevon Looney, uh, Caldwell Pope, Mark, uh, Mar- uh, Markeith and Marcus Morris, uh, Rajon Rondo, Darrell Wright, Willie Kelly-Stein, Seth Curry, Ennis Cantor, James Ennis, Elfrey Payton, Wilson Chandler, uh, Lance Thomas, Noah Vonley, um, uh, let's see here, uh, JaVale McGee and Stanley Johnson. So that's, that's who's still out there. And my, here's my dream. I'm not sure if you're in on this, but I really want the Utah Jazz to go after Jabari Parker. I feel like he's a good play at this point. If you can get him for a veterans minimum who on a prove it contract where he's like, not looking to get a big time payout, but looking to rehab his career so he can get a big time payout and long term contract. I think 
this is it because if he gets another big payout and fails, he's out of the NBA, period. And I think getting in with a good organization for like a one plus one with Utah or a two-year deal where he's able to parlay that, his next one would be when he turns 25. He's already made a lot of money as a young player. Um, And so I think this would be an amazing, uh, amazing pickup because I think Utah could do a lot for getting him back in shape. Um, rehabbing his image and, you know, helping him learn that defense is kind of important. I don't expect him to turn into this great defensive player, but with Rudy Gobert out there and Ed Davis protecting the paint now, I think the Utah Jazz have a a good system in which he could fill a need off the bench. And how crazy would it be to see Dante Exum and Jabari Parker on the same team? So That'd be crazy. Oh, news just in. Free agent Bobby Portis has agreed to a two-year, $31 million deal with the Knicks. I, what I tell you, I, I told you last podcast, I said the Knicks could screw up the value of so many guys because they're going to miss out and they're going to throw money at a, a ton of people. How many, how many big guys have they had? They, they have Bobby Portis. They have Julius Randle. They have Kevin Knox. They have – like, what are they uh, doing? They're – Robinson. Well, it's the same thing you ask when, like the, like the the Chicago Bulls signing Thaddeus Young. What are the Chicago Bulls doing? Like, the thing about Utah is it's just a clear plan. But these dumb teams that do dumb things, they just don't make sense. Like, I don't know what your plan is. And so, oh, it's so nice to have a good uh, general manager on the Jazz who knows what he's doing. They have a very clear plan. They attack it. They do the right things. They don't panic when something like Nikola Miritich goes out the window. They have secondary plans, mm-hmm. and that's what the Jazz did. It's incredible what Utah was able to do, and I bet they had a little bit of luck with all this stuff yep. because the Pacers went and got um, uh, Malcolm Brogdon, who's someone I really liked. I think that's a nice pickup for them, but they lose Bogdanovich, and so it's a little bit of a wash for them. But Utah is just – they've just killed it this offseason absolutely killed it yeah they've they've done an amazing amazing job um I, I i i think my only worries now with utah jazz is just i mean this is this is the worries now we have the worries of a championship team where it's just like okay um if one of our players go down it goes down there's not a a a a backup who's going to be of that ilk and that's what happens when you have really good starters um on your team like last year if ricky rubio went down it wasn't you had donovan mitchell starting and then they threw royce o'neill on there and the and the ross and and the starting lineup could get by now it's like if mike conley goes down there's nobody near mike conley's talent on that bench Mm -hmm. and so same thing went with bogdanovich um so, and that's what happens when you have a really good team. Like you just don't have an MVP on the bench or an all-star on the bench ready to go, unless you're the Warriors of last year. But the, and that's a, that's a problem of a championship team. So my only problem is depth. And that means that, hey, Utah has a championship contender. And, and so this is, this is extremely exciting. I'm really, I, I think, the biggest keys for Utah next year are going to be how do Donovan Mitchell and Dante Exum improve and also Royce O'Neal to a certain degree. 
Um, I think it's also going to be interesting to see how Niang improve, continues to improve his body because he's gone from a round mound to a um, pretty felt uh, stretch forward. Um, can he can he prove that he's more than just a few fill in minutes? And can he be a player that if teams start to uh, scout him even just a little bit, can he still get his spots and get some points and 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 stretch the floor? So I think that's going to be that's going to be the biggest thing. And then Dante Exum, can he be healthy for just one season? And can he produce at a high level? Not be out there and and you'd be like, oh man, this is just not him. So I. I mm-hmm. Well, the thing that's cool is that the Jazz have set uh, the Jazz have set Exum up and Donovan and and Conley up with the most chance to succeed they ever have because now the floor is spaced. It's absolutely spaced. You've if if Donovan's on the floor and probably going to be playing with Ed Davis, it's going to be a spread floor on the second unit and on the front unit, and both units are going to yeah. have spacing. And we know what Exum can do when he gets a screen. He's beating his man. And now with the spacing, there's no one there to back it up. So, I mean, get ready, but Dante Exum, Most Improved Player Award coming next season. There's the prediction right there. He is going to be fantastic and might be the reason the Jazz win it all. Because he's going to be the guy that Dennis Lindsay believed in. When, Like, honestly, I don't even tweet about him anymore because every single time it's like friggin' ratio, just people taking shots at Dante, which some of it's a little bit uh, warranted, I guess. But Dennis Lindsay and Justin Zanuck care not for your your uh, little witty tweets because they know what they see in practice and they know what they that Dante can yeah. do with a spread floor. Th- he finally has I it. I think one team finally that I'm really it. interested in seeing, um, seeing what they do is uh, the Orlando Magic. The Orlando Magic have every offseason – continue to have the most like eh? uh, free agent signings. Um, they now have like a million guys. If you look at their team, they have Aaron Gordon, Vucevic, Mo Bamba, Jonathan Isaac. And then in free agency, they're like, you know what we need? Al Farouk Aminu. And so, and so they have mm-hmm. all these big men. And so it makes you wonder, is one of these dudes not in their long-term plans? And so, and it, once again, um, I think I think a lot of teams are going to be trying to reach out to the Orlando Magic again to try to pry away Aaron Gordon and be like, hey, uh, I see you got this guy that you're just not doing anything with. And, um, and man, what are they going to do? Because they don't have any, they don't have any small forwards. So I wonder if Utah could go to them and be like, hey, we have this, uh, we have Dante Exum and uh, Joe Ingles here. And they they better not and, trade my uh, and, Dante. And they we could we could not. use a, you know a real stretch four and then allow Bon Bogdanovich some more minutes. So um, at the three, so it's going to be interesting. I think um, I, I think my favorite moves so far have been I love what Brooklyn has done. They built a culture to get people to go there. I'm not sure if Kyrie Irving um, really exemplifies that culture that they're trying to cultivate. But that's on them to figure it out, um, I think. In the, uh, and I, I question whether KD is going to be back to himself. Like, it's going to take him two years to be back. And by that point, he's, you know, 31. Um, big, tall guy trying to move like a guard on, on a repaired Achilles. So I, I, I question. I, I, it's, it's a chance that any team 
with half a brain would make in a heartbeat. But I think that's uh, that's going to um, be questionable for them. I love what New Orleans has done. I absolutely love uh, the moves that they have made. Um, I Ricky Rubio, we didn't talk about that. Ricky Rubio um, ended up going to the Phoenix Suns. And I actually like that fit for Ricky and the Suns. The Suns need somebody with a, a, who can help them build a good culture down there. It just makes me sad that um, good old Ricky can't be reunited with Igor Kokoskov um, down there and who, who actually was a good Rubio whisperer um, while he was in Utah. So um, that makes me sad. Uh, but at, at the same time, I think that's going to be good for DeAndre Ayton. It's going to be good for Booker. That's going to be good for that team in general. So I think that they got um, a, a good egg and Ricky Rubio and wish him the best. And I'm really excited for Derek Favors in New Orleans. I think that's an amazing fit. I, I Real Talk New Orleans is going to be my my league pass um, candidate right after. Right after. Oh, yeah. They're going to be so fun, especially yeah, with I'm Derek going to Favors. Love them. I'm going to love watching the Atlanta watch. Hawks this year. Um, so they're going to be a lot of fun. And I love, I love the fit to Malcolm Brogdon going to the Indiana Pacers. I think that's a really, like, they were already a hard nosed team built on defense and, and just like, don't quit, don't quit. And guys who were undervalued. And I, I love Malcolm Brogdon, um, going there to join Victor Oladipo and whatnot. And with Victor Oladipo rehabbing, I think, we're going to get to see Malcolm Brogdon really have a chance to uh, show what he can do as the dude. So that will be really exciting too, um, mm-hmm. because with that time, he could possibly develop into something uh, even more special it, than if he would have gone to like, say, Utah or somewhere else where he's, he's, he fits as a cog rather than being the cog. So that would be fun to watch as well. So there, this, 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 off, this free agency period already has been um, awesome. Jimmy Butler going to Miami Heat. Um, him and-, and now that trade looks like it might have broken down. Uh, what? And now uh, there's problems with that trade. And I know we don't have a lot of time left. But also Stephen A. Smith saying Butler and, and uh, Kawhi to the Clippers. <laughs> the NBA is what? the best. If, if that's Undefeated. the case. And... Let's see. Let's see. Where's Stephen A? Really? He's saying that it's. I mean, this was five hours ago, but if you search Kawhi, you'll see Stephen A. Noise is elevating. Kawhi Leonard and Jimmy Butler to the Clippers. We'll see if that really happens, but it definitely makes sense now that Tobias is green. So we'll see. But Jimmy Butler had been traded to Miami, so I don't know what's going on. Yeah, that's that's five hours ago. That man. I don't know. It sounds like he's probably still going to Miami. Yeah, and, and and I think that's a good fit because everyone happened. hates Pat Riley and everyone does hates Jimmy Butler. So great chemistry. <laughs> we'll yeah. see what happens. But it, I just don't want Kawhi to go to the Lakers. That yeah. would, so uh, as as we're writing this, that would be and, a bummer. And part of me, I don't think Kawhi is going to do anything until tomorrow. Like I just, I I. I <sighs> This is uh, and, and Michael Lee, uh, Mr. Michael Lee, uh, said quite quite Leonard's decision to load manage free agency might be my favorite part of the NBA's silly off season. <laughs> oh, poor Toronto is getting Gordon Hayward yeah. a little bit. I yeah, will say and that. here's the thing too: the trade market. For, they they said the trade market for Danilo Gallinari is quickly drying up. I know that I would not mind him, but the Jazz don't have don't. spot for him. It's 
it gone. Like for it's twenty something million dollars. Like it gone. It's very much gone. Well, guys, that's all we got. It's been a fun day, and we're gonna keep covering it. The Utah Jazz might make more moves, and you can bet as they do. We've covered it on SLC Dunk. So make sure that you're going to slcdunk.com every day. Make that part of your routine. Bookmark the site. Watch it every single day. What are you doing if you're not? You're missing out because we're covering everything like nobody else in the market. You better be. Also, guys, like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it. You better do it. Nice switch. Also, I have to give a quick shout out to Riley and Tucker. I said that we were recording and they said, give Tucker and Riley a shout out. So uh, shout out to Tucker and Riley. You guys are the bomb. And if you want to get a shout out on here, you better get start commenting on the podcast, on the reviews. We might read those again once in a while because I kind of liked it. It was kind of fun. But anyways, guys, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to go. I'm hyped. I got to go get some more Diet Mountain Dew. But guys, Man. like and subscribe to this this podcast wherever you are listening to it and go to slcdump.com and click on all the links, read all the stories. There's a lot of work that goes into it. You're going to love it. Milo, anything else? I'm tired. (laughs) Yeah, let's go to bed after I post this at 1 a.m. Talk to you later, guys. Peace out. Bye.